What's up, everybody? Jay Miller here, back with another pit reflection, this time for the month of July 2020. I hope everybody's been having a great month so far. I mean, again, all things considered, I know that it's a a very troubling time, and we're actually not going to talk about that at all. On this episode, I just hope that everyone is safe, healthy, and uh, doing as well as they could be. I am doing pretty good. It's it's been a pretty good month so far. A lot of cool stuff has happened, and uh, we're gonna take a look at that. So uh, let's just jump right in and uh, tell you who this episode is brought to you by. Uh, it is brought to you by all of those that have supported me on GitHub Sponsors. For those that don't know, GitHub created a sponsorship program that allows for developers to be compensated directly for the code that they write. Now, I know that you're thinking to yourself, Jay, this is a podcast. This isn't code. Uh, what, Gibbs? Yeah, I know. The thing is... The podcast itself is a part of a larger initiative that I started several years ago to create content and code that helps other developers to create the things that they are trying to create. Uh, The podcast is just the conversational portion of that. If you look at my GitHub repo, then there are tools that developers can use, whether it's Render Engine, my static site generator that I've been working on more and more, which we'll talk about in a little bit, or Transcriptor, which is the Python framework that I am working on to create a consistent transcription schema across multiple services. Uh, All of these tools are designed to help developers create the content that they want to create and help them share it, help them market it, help them do whatever it is they feel like they want to accomplish. And I mean, the, the third part of that is the business itself, which is productivity in tech, where if someone has something in their system that maybe they need help with or they just feel they don't have the time or the bandwidth to do, they can offload some of that on me and then I help take care of it for them. So all of that is a part of a bigger picture and I wanted a way for people to be able to contribute to that whole picture without feeling like I was adding more onto my plate. You see, that's the biggest problem with things like Patreon or or membership programs is that it often puts the creator in a tough position because they're now creating twice the amount of content or three times the amount of content or having to do special things for everyone at different tiers. And 
Uh, granted, GitHub sponsors is a little bit like that, but the amount of work that I have to put in for sponsorship is significantly less. And on top of that, GitHub is not taking anything off the top. Uh, that's one of the biggest differences. When you use something like a Patreon or something like uh, Memberful, you're often paying your fees for the credit card processor, and then you're also paying fees for the service. GitHub doesn't operate like that. They let the creator, uh, we'll say creator, developer, whatever you want to call it, they let them keep all of their proceeds except for the credit card processing fees, which are done through Stripe, so GitHub has no say in that whatsoever. Moving on to what I've been up to lately. Man, I've been talking to so many people. Um, Just talking to a lot of people about where I'm at in my developer career, where I want to go, the steps that it will take to get there. And the one thing that I have discovered so far is that being your authentic self, and I I know I've said this a thousand times, being your authentic self is probably the biggest thing that you can do to help get to where you want to go. But at the same time, another thing that you can do is be open about where you are in that place. Now, I say that in terms of a, a lot of people are afraid to show how they really feel about, you know, a subject or how they or what they want to think about a position or whether or not they understand a concept or don't understand a concept. And what I have learned is the more that I let people know that I don't know, the more that they are willing to not only show me, but show me in great enough detail that now that's something that I can add to my arsenal. Uh, A good case is working in terms of GitHub sponsorships even. I, I thought that by opening myself up to being compensated for some of the stuff that I've committed or some of the stuff that I've done, that could potentially put me in violation with, you know, other organizations or companies that I've worked for in the past or in the present. And I was very hesitant because of any liabilities that I may face. And it took me opening up and talking to people that work at GitHub that were able to say, well, if you look at how you've set up your projects, you've kind of protected yourself from that by using, you know, an open source flag, by stating that the work is open source and by being upfront about that fact. So the fact that you're contributing to a project as an open source creator, the fact that it is tied to you directly and not to... Uh, you know, a business entity or anything like that, that allows you to be able to say, I have done this work. I would like to be compensated, not for the actual project, but for the work that I have contributed to the project. And in that way, that kind of shields me a little bit from any type of, you know, oh, hey, you're, you're doing this when we paid you to do this and da, da, da. And, you know, you can't, be double dipping like that, all that stuff. So ultimately that, 
that gave me the energy to make that next step. And I mean, at the end of the day, I don't think anyone that is actually working on this really cared more than anything. I was just in my head about, you know, finding ways to invalidate my value, basically. And I think that's a big thing. You know, when you when you let people know what your concerns are, when you let people know what you don't know, and when you let people know what you ultimately are a little hesitant to pull the trigger on, it is in a way showing people where there's a lack of value and it allows them to speak directly to that place. You know, I, I always think about when I'm talking with people that, that kind of just need a pep talk, you know, they, they need a, hey, you can do this, you got this. And, and I think that that's one of the things that really inspires me about the guests that I've had on the show is that all of them at one point come from a position of like, I wasn't sure if I could do this. And just them, sh- them sharing that story allowed for me to feel like not the perspective of if they can do it, I can do it too. But by using their example, I now have some of the steps that I can apply so that I can work towards a similar result. And that ultimately is why the pit podcast continues on and I continue to do interviews. And that's why I wanted to push for more and more interviews because as I connect with more and more people, as I hear and share their stories, I hear more and more feedback from, you know, you all that, that write back to me and that talk to me in our, our Slack, you know, workspace and, and say, Hey, you know, this conversation helped break something down for me that I have been struggling with. And that's what I'm trying to do. Um, Not just, like I said, not just with the podcast, but with all the things. So just talking with people, being open about where you are, being open with your concerns, I, I think that that is such a huge, huge benefit to what Pitt can provide for others, but also what you can do to grow as a developer. I'm trying to word that very carefully. I know it sounded kind of crazy as I was, as I was talking through it, but I, I, I don't want people to feel like you just need to go out and tweet like every single anxiety that you have. But I, I think having trusted sources and, and mentors that you can be open and honest with can really help you grow, not just as a developer, but as a person. All right, that's enough of that. Moving on. Um, Other things that I've been working on, I have been doing more documentation and contribution stuff around Render Engine. Uh, Again, Render Engine is the static site generator that I've been working on for the last couple of years. Uh, It's been used in a lot of really cool projects that I've been working on, and I'm trying to get more and more people outside of just me, you know, trying it and uh, actually contributing to the project. 
Uh, it's, it is open source. It's MIT licensed. So feel free to use it. Feel free to modify it and turn it into whatever you want. And, uh, you know, ultimately I'm hoping that people will contribute to it, but, <coughs> but before I could do that, I needed to clean up the, the documentation and, uh, actually provide some guidance on how to contribute to the primary project. And I will say that I am not a trained document writer. I'm not a trained technical writer, but I have really enjoyed just outlining some of the steps to get Render Engine up and running, to use it, um, to get the full benefit of using it. And I think that this is something that we often get, we often forget about, you know, when you're writing the code, the last thing you want to be thinking about is all of the work associated with writing the code that you have to do. you know, it's when you write code and then you tell somebody, okay, we need tests for this. Okay. We need documentation for this. I can say my traditional behavior has always been kind of like, Oh, okay. I guess I need to do this. I need to fulfill the requirements and want to do the bare minimum. Um, that has quickly changed. Honestly, I have enjoyed getting in and saying like, okay, this is a thing that I have done. How do I ensure that it works as intended? How do I, how do I challenge the system to verify that it works in the ways that I, I think it should? And then also, how do I explain to people who are new to the site how they can get the most from it. And I, I think that that is something that we don't, th- it's, it's like a perspective shift. When you look at it as a chore, no one wants to do it. But when you look at it from the perspective of, I want to challenge this code that I've written. I want to really get to a level of understanding with this code so that I can teach it to others and so that when things happen, I'm aware of them and I know what my next steps are. That has been the going challenge so far. Now, the docs are nowhere near complete. It's going to probably be another week or so, um, probably even more than that. Honestly, there'll be a work in progress, but it'll probably at least take another week to get them exactly where I, I think they should be at the moment. All right, so we've talked about a lot. Let's wrap it up with what is coming up. Uh, yeah, I have another interview coming up in, I think, next week it comes out. It's a great interview. It's um, a conversation with someone that I, I look up to in the podcasting space. It's not necessarily developer-focused. It's more of just a great conversation. Uh, but it's also done uh, with someone who has found a way to do a bunch of little things, or I guess a bunch of big things, but to use that to use a little bit of all of those things to create a career for themselves. Uh, So I know for a lot of freelance developers and, and those type of folks, 
I think this is going to be something that is beneficial to you. And of course, the bonus show will be available to those in the Slack channel. Now, you've heard me talk about uh, the Slack, and I will say we've had a, a, a jump in people recently when we opened it. We opened the doors for 24 hours, and I think we saw like uh, a good like, 10, 11 people join, and I was super stoked about that. Uh, right now, we're not opening the doors again unless you email me directly. You have to email me in order to be invited, and you can do that at info at productivityintech.com. Uh, just tell me, like, just flat out, I want to be added to the Slack group. Again, it's not like we're not sharing, you know, all of the best secrets in the world. What we're doing is we're we're living and working with one another. We're we're greeting each other in the morning. We're having conversations, uh, especially right now where a lot of people aren't able to really connect with a lot of people outside of their home. Uh, I think it's a great way to keep up with people in the tech space have those awesome conversations, and ultimately maybe learn a little bit from one another. We share links, we share tips and tricks. Um, I know the Python crew has kind of been growing a little bit. We also have uh, a few JavaScriptos in there, and you know I'm really enjoying a lot of the discussion that has been had, uh, both around productivity and tech, but also around the community itself. So again, if you want access to that, you have to email me. It That is the only way that you can get in. You can't pay your way in. You can't um, tweet or anything like that your way in. Uh, we open the doors up probably once a quarter for about 24 hours, inviting new people in slowly. And, and we vet everyone, make sure that, you know, you're not going to come in and spam everybody with your products or whatever. But if you want access to that, email me info at productivityintech.com. Thank you so much for listening. I know this one was a little bit longer, but yeah, uh, I've been Jay Miller. Thank you to Nadir Mawali for the use of his music, A Hustler, in spite of myself, for the intro and outro music. And if you want to connect with me, you can do so on Twitter at KJAY Miller. And of course, be sure to follow Productivity in Tech for any updates. And that is at prod underscore in underscore tech. Thank you for listening, and I hope at least for a little bit we've been productive. I will see you next week with a brand new interview.